0: you guys so much for coming out so without further ado I'd like to introduce Alison Ahara Brown and Katie Nels from Idle No More SF Bay who are both signatories of the indigenous Women of the America's Defendi- Defending Mother Earth Treaty for a land acknowledgement for us
1: We send greetings, love, and gratitude to everyone who is assembled here today. My name is Alice Nihara Brown. I am Mohawk and Seneca, and also Palatine German and Scottish, and I send greetings and gratitude and love to everyone with our traditional Mohawk greeting. Um, I'm a founding uh, grandmother of Idle No SF Bay and also a signatory on the De- Indigenous Women of the Americas Defending Mother Earth Treaty. Thank you. I wanted to begin by acknowledging that we are all marching and walking and gathering with good hearts on lands that are lands of the Bay Miwok and the Confederated villages of Lisha and people these are lands that were never ceded, given over they've been stolen and occupied they've been tended for generations and generations by the Bay Miwok and the Ohlone people and in doing a land acknowledgement I also just want to say that part of acknowledging the land is respecting the land it's getting to know the original peoples of the land it's getting involved in rematriation and helping the return of the land to the tribes that are from these lands. And I encourage any of you who live in these lands to take a look at the Shumi Land Trust on the Segura, the Shumi Land Tax, which is a voluntary land tax that all of us can pay to honor whose land that we're on. So take a look at that and pay it yearly. It will feel good in your heart. Katie.
2: Hi, my name is Katie Nels. Um, I'm a member of Idle No More SF Bay and a signatory on the Indigenous Women of the Americas Defending Mother Earth Treaty. Um, Thank you for coming out today um, to defend and protect the sacred system of life. Um, The the Indigenous Women of the Americas Defending Mother Earth Treaty was first signed on September 27, 2015 in the early afternoon. Um, in the East Meadow on Lenape territory of Turtle Island, on the day of the fourth blood moon of the new year, the harvest full moon, and a total lunar eclipse. Part of the commitment of this treaty is to organize a direct action every solstice and equinox to protect the sacred system life of, for future generations to come. Um, <clears throat> we've uh, chosen to support the youth uh, this this uh, solstice. Um, Um, So thank you to all who came out and um, if you want to learn more about the treaty go to facebook.com forward slash indigenous women treaty. Thank you
1: I also wanted to invite Marge Grote Efford up to um, offer an opening prayer She is Miwok and she is walking here with us today and lives on these Lands that we're all a part of here. Thank you Marge
3: Oh, it is good to see everybody here from the different nationalities. How many here are indigenous? Oh. Everybody raise your hand. You're indigenous from somewhere. Own it. Be proud of it. I am sister who walks with bears from the Miwok, California. I would say nations because there's many of us that are from different groups all over California. I'm also director of Aimfoot Hills, Central California, Missy Murdered, Indigenous Women and People plus Two Spirits of California. So with um, grace, I would like to ask creator as I say this prayer for each of you. I do it in the best way that I can. And it doesn't come from me. It comes from Creator and our ancestors. All our ancestors are here. I'd just like to say I'm so proud of you youth. My God. We didn't get this kind of support. I'm gonna be 63 and you guys, man, you impress me. And you've got my support and my prayers also because you guys, man, are just phenomenal. So I'm going to do a quick prayer. Thank you, Creator, for this beautiful day on our ancestral lands with all the directions here from the four directions, red, yellow, black, and white. And we ask that you honor also not just the two-legged, but our four-legged, our winged ones, our ones that swim in the waters, our standing up elders, which is the trees, the little insects that are being harmed and polluted and sprayed. We ask that you touch our waters, our air, everything that has a heartbeat that is living, including our trees, our bushes, our flowers, everything is connected, including our star nation. I also want to honor our two spirit that have been bullied so much and it's going to stop now because when you're on our land, everybody is welcomed, everybody is loved, everybody is prayed over for protection, especially at this time of COVID and what is going on across Turtle Island. We just send our prayers and we humbly ask you creator to hear our prayers to protect our loved ones for the next seven generations. Oh.
0: Thank you so much, Allison, Katie, and Marge. And now it's my greatest honor to introduce Mayor Lamar Thorpe of Antioch and City Council Member Monica Wilson. Make some noise for these elected officials who've shown real climate change leadership by banning oil and gas drilling in the city of Antioch.
4: Good afternoon. Uh, you, know, I saw a lot more energy out on when we were marching. So, good afternoon. All of you should give yourself a big round of applause for being here, for showing up. I first of all want to thank the youth. Thank uh, Alexi and I- Alexi Yay and Ian. Thank you for bringing this to us. Thank you for organizing this. They did, the youth did this. This is a youth run program. So we need to give them an extra round of applause. They came to us early on and said, we're concerned. We're concerned about our future. We're concerned about things that are going on in the environment and they brought their concerns to us and we brought them to council and we were able to, and the mayor's gonna go over this, but we were able to pass a ban on oil and gas drilling in the city of Antioch. We've been able to create measures that will, that will, that will bring us a safe and sustainable uh, environment. So I say all this, but I say these few words, but I really wanna say to the youth and to everybody out there, we see you, we hear you, we wanna keep hearing from you and we want you to keep bringing your ideas to us about the about the environment. We wanna see a safe, clean community that our children and our children's children, our children's children's, our children's 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 can raise to, to, to be, can be, <laughs> sorry about that. Come up, I got all caught up. Uh, be raised in an environment where it's a healthy, clean environment. They don't have to worry about pollutants that they have to breathe in or pollutants in our drinking water that they may have to drink and cause them to lose their hair. Or have cancer, or have an environment where they're they're susceptible to uh, diseases like diabetes and uh, asthma, and we really want to set up our future so it's a clean, safe, healthy environment. So I'm going to hand the uh, mic. I'm all over the place. I'm going to hand the mic over to our illustrious mayor, Mayor Lamar Thorpe.
5: I didn't know I was illustrious. Now you are. Okay. <laughs> now I okay. So, uh, well, thank you, everybody, for coming to, uh, uh, to to the city of Antioch, one of the greatest cities God ever created. It's true. It's in the Bible. Uh, you know, I really want you to give a loud round of applause to Councilwoman Wilson, because she led the effort on oil and gas uh, <laughs> drilling. And to... Uh, end the pipeline that goes through Antioch that was supplying the Richmond refinery uh, and so I was a little skeptical I'm not gonna lie I said we're gonna we're gonna piss some people off and she says Mayor Thorpe this is what we need to do and she said Mayor Thorpe this is a fight that we can't lose because it's about the environment it's about the people of our community and so we we joined uh, we joined Councilmember Wilson on uh, on on that effort Um, this would not have happened 20 years ago in the city of Antioch by any stretch of the imagination and I see like the diversity that is in this crowd that would not have been here 30 40 years ago in the city of Antioch and so on our 150th anniversary our sesquicentennial I'm proud that I am the mayor of Antioch that we have a woman majority City Council, an African-American City Council, a majority City Council that is pro-environment and committed to the people of our community. Some people don't like what we're doing. I don't give a damn. Right now in the city of Antioch, there are a bunch of Karens hanging out at supermarkets trying to recall me trying to move lines so that she gets kicked out of her districts. People don't like that I say that. I said it, and I'm going to stick to it, because we're going to fight them on these streets. (laughs) And I want to be very clear to the people who have stood with us as we take these fights. We've done police reform. We've done – we've committed to, to the environment. We've committed to our youth. For the first time, we're enhancing youth voice in our community. We're listening to the young people of our community. We've done every every effort around banning tobacco. The environment has because it has been because we have listed youth voice in our community and we have welcomed them into our chambers. And that's so critically important in what we're trying to do. So I also want to thank Democrats throughout our county who have stood with us as we've championed progressive change. It's not easy. It's not easy to stand with us because this isn't about pleasantries. It's not. It's a fight to do what's right. And so I want to thank people like Congressman Desaunier for standing with us. I want to thank people like Ellie Householder for standing with us, and other elected officials throughout Contra Costa County, our friends over in Brentwood, the two city councilwomen that are here today. They led the effort to ban the pipe in Brentwood, and we followed suit. It's not easy work. It is not easy work. But I'm asking that you stand with us as we continue these fights, because we will be standing with you and our youth who are doing things like this. Thank you very much, everybody.
0: Can I hear it one more time from Mayor Thorpe and Councilwoman Monica Wilson? Okay, so as some of you know, living near an extraction site brings adverse health effects. Up next, I give you Dr. Lisa Chang from Climate Health Now and SF Bay Physicians for Social Responsibility and her fellow physicians to talk about the grueling health impacts of oil and gas drilling. Thank you all so
6: much. And can we thank again? Councilmember Wilson and Mayor Thorpe for their leadership on climate. Thank you. I am honored to be here today and to stand here with my fellow colleagues. We are doctors and medical professionals, and we are here to support the courageous young people who march today as they see that their future is threatened. Their futures are threatened by those in the fossil fuel industry who value profit and the pursuit of wealth more than the future of our youth, the well being of our communities, and the health of our children. Climate change is already affecting our health, and particularly the health and well being of our most vulnerable. To protect ourselves and the health and safety of our children, And everyone's children around the globe. We must stop burning fuel that produces greenhouse gases. We must leave oil and gas in the ground. We must embrace clean energy. We should not be drilling for oil and gas anywhere, but we certainly should not be drilling near schools and parks and playgrounds where children play. Hazardous health damaging pollutants are released when you drill a well the pollution from a drilling site is associated with asthma and other respiratory problems and children are especially vulnerable because their lungs are still developing no child anywhere should have to grow up next to a drilling site. We should not be drilling next to the hospitals and homes where pregnant women live and give birth to their babies. Pollution from oil and gas production has been linked to birth defects, miscarriages and preterm births. Spontaneous preterm birth is the leading cause of infant mortality, that is death of an infant in the US. It's not just babies and children who suffer, A 2012 study showed an increased risk of cancer in people living within 2,500 feet of oil and gas drilling. And for adults and children living within 500 feet of oil and gas drilling, the risk of developing cancer is eight times higher than what the EPA says is acceptable. And no one should have to evacuate to flee their homes and schools because of an explosion or fire or blowout from an oil drilling site. Do you, thank you. Do you wonder whether the fossil fuel industry foists the air pollution, the noise, the contaminated groundwater, the cancer, birth defects, and respiratory problems? Do you think they foist these problems on communities where they think that people won't speak up, where they think that people feel powerless, where they think that people don't have a voice. Well, if that's what they think, we're here today to prove them wrong. So we, the doctors and health professionals at Climate Health Now, and San Francisco Bay Physicians for Social Responsibility. We stand together with you today to say, no drilling in Contra Costa County. No drilling in Contra Costa County. Thank you.
0: All right, so I'd like to introduce Congressman Jerry McNerney up to speak a few words.
7: Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, what a pleasure to be here to see how much energy there is on this issue. Climate change is here. It's coming. It's going to get worse. And we have to do everything we can to stop it, starting right here and right now. You know, I first first started hearing about climate change in engineering class in 1969, years and years ago, before most everyone here was even born. They understood, the oil companies understood, that climate change was an issue. The United States military understood that and they understand it now and they're taking action, so why are we drilling in Contra Costa County? Do you, I mean, honestly, you're here because you care about the air, you care about the water, you care uh, about the, the soils and the animals and the and all, everything that's growing around here. And I, I want to just hear it from you. Do you care about the air quality in sound in Contra Costa County? Yeah. Yeah. yeah! You care about the water in Contra Costa County? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you're doing the right thing. You need to make your voices heard because this is how change is made. I want to tell you what's happening in Washington, D.C. My Republican colleagues are using the war to increase oil production. They're using the war to reopen the, the Keystone Pipeline. This is criminal. We can't allow this to happen. We have to do everything we can, starting right here and right now with your voices and your hearts and your energy to stop fossil fuel production and to move into renewable energies. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your hearts.
0: so we've had amazing speakers today, and before we go on, I just want to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about me. I'm Salam Asfal, I'm a senior at Heritage High School. Thank you. <laughs> and even though youth can't directly vote on legislation, it's just as important that we announce our reservations about the proposed oil drilling site. So, on my shirt, I'm wearing a Project Climate shirt. And at Heritage, make some noise, Project Climate, I see you over there. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so we're an organization at Heritage aimed at mitigating climate change. And so <laughs> this year we focused on gathering student voices for the impending oil drilling site. And as we gathered signatures, I was constantly baffled by the amount of students and staff who wanted to help. Students and staff who I didn't know coming up to me, asking me, how can we help? How can we spread this oil petition? And as I saw all these students and I saw all these signatures, I started to ask myself, why? Why were the students at Heritage High School so interested in an issue that wasn't really trendy or wasn't really popular? And I realized it's because we care, the youth care. And today I stand before you to say that we care, and (laughs) we care. And it's not just Heritage High School that cares. In a second, I'm gonna list off some schools that'll be affected by the new drilling site. And so if you're students at these high schools, middle schools, elementary schools, or if you're a parent of a student that goes to this high school, or have family members that go to this high school, please raise your hand. Heritage High School, Keep your hand up. (laughs) Deer Valley High School. Dozier Libby Medical School. Adams Middle School. Bristol Middle School. Dallas Ranch Middle School. Buck Diamond Middle School. Loma Vista Elementary School. Ron Nunn Elementary School. Cray Elementary School. Brentwood Elementary School. Diablo Vista Elementary School. Pioneer Elementary School. Lone Tree Elementary School. Jack London Elementary School. I want you guys to take a look around and look at all the students and family members that'll be impacted by this oil drilling site. This is only a fraction of the students, the fraction of the family members that'll be affected if this oil drilling site goes in action. Thank you, you can put your hands down. (laughs) Thank you so much. If we're given a platform to protect our environment, now is the time to use it. Now is the time to take a stance against oil drilling site our future is at stake. But how can we really take a stance? Next, we'll hear from Manisha Ratu from Pittsburgh Youth Action to tell us the story of community empowerment and what we can accomplish when we organize together. Thank you.
8: Hi, everyone. I'm really grateful to be here in community with all of you alongside these incredible organizers my name is Manisha Ratu. I'm a lifelong Pittsburgh resident and a co-founder of Pittsburgh Youth Action. I'm here to s- share a small piece of a movement that rocked the Pittsburgh community and quite frankly changed my worldview and life trajectory. I got involved with environmental justice organizing eight years ago as a high schooler when Westpac, an energy infrastructure company, proposed to bring in more than two hundred thousand barrels of crude oil daily by ship by rail and a pipeline into Pittsburgh. They intended to store the oil close to homes, churches, and the Delta. The environmental impact report acknowledged that the project posed significant and unavoidable risks such as reduced air quality. At this time Pittsburgh had the second highest rates of asthma related hospitalizations in the County. We also didn't have an air monitor. So Westpac was using data from an air monitor all over across the hill from Concord to justify constructing in Pittsburgh. Thankfully, and quite surprisingly, the Pittsburgh community came out in full swing against this project and said, hell no. What began is one woman, Liana Monterey, going door to door informing her neighbors about this project became a community-wide regional movement. The anti-Westpac organizing effort was split between two major community groups, Pittsburgh Defense Council and Pittsburgh Ethics Council. I had the privilege of organizing with both of these groups and organizing within both spaces. These two groups embraced completely different tactics and drew in different members of the Pittsburgh community. Pittsburgh Defense Council tried to build personal connections with council members and tried to help them recognize the harms that this project posed. Pittsburgh Ethics Council, on the other hand, felt as though the city had made up its mind and that it did not make sense for residents to have to negotiate for clean air, for clean water, for their lives. The result of these two groups was a truly intersectional overall movement that employed a number of tactics such as organized rallies and marches, like the one today, formal petitions, spoken word events, youth art demonstrations, toxic tours, and even community-led air monitoring. Westpac and the City Council had originally believed that this project was gonna get quietly approved. But with the help of the Pittsburgh Ethics Council and the Defense Council, the people of Pittsburgh made their voices heard. After two and a half years of being challenged at every step, the Westpac project was infeasible and too expensive to move forward. In 2015, Westpac was forced to withdraw their Pittsburgh oil terminal project due to quote unquote business reasons. We, however, know that they were tired of having to clash against a community that was ready to challenge them at every step. I wanted to share this story with you all today to emphasize three points. One, People, like us all, have the power to challenge companies and institutions and win. Youth, especially, have extremely powerful voices. Two, these are long fights. Two and a half years was honestly on the shorter end. There are communities fighting these fights for decades, which is exhausting. But we have to remember, it took centuries and hundreds of billions of dollars to create these institutions and these systems of inequities And it's gonna take time and significant investments to address these inequities and build a new system. Three, there will be conflicts within movements. We all may be fighting the same fight, but we have different ways of getting there. We have to learn to align our values and work together. And finally, I wanna close with the words of Andres Soto, a pillar in the Richmond environmental justice community that I've taken to heart. You can't change the world if you can't change your hometown. Thank you all.
9: I'm not going to introduce myself, but rather relay the words of someone who really wanted to be with us today. His name is Cesar Aguirre. He is with the Central California Environmental Justice Network. He is here in solidarity. He unfortunately had an accident a few days ago and could not drive that long distance. But had he been here, he would have offered words of solidarity from impacted communities, impacted frontline communities all over Kern County, which is suffering terribly from the impacts of rampant oil drilling that has gone on in that county for a century. We are in kindergarten by comparison to where Kern County is. And what Cesar wanted me to to relay to you all was that he hopes that we will not let it happen here. Here we, we draw the line. So think about all those folks in Kern who are th- with us today in spirit. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Up next, I'd like to introduce Victoria Adams from East County of NA- NAACP as she talks about environmental justice closer to home.
10: Can you hear me? So with that rousing welcome, I hope my speech is uh, worth it. (laughs) So uh, good afternoon, everyone. Again, my name is Victoria Adams, and I'm president of the East County branch of the NAACP. And that is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. The NAACP is the oldest standing civil rights organization. We were founded on February 12, 1909. That makes us 113 years old this year. Just want to give you an idea that the mission of the NAACP is to ensure the political, educational, social, and economic equality and rights of all persons and eliminate race-based discrimination. And just like all the other organizations, that's okay. Go ahead. Give it up for the association. That's right. And just like all the other organizations out here today, the NAACP believes that all Americans, regardless of their race or social status, are entitled to equal protection under the law. And thus, the NAACP stands with environmental justice advocates for quality education, employment, and housing, as well as the health of physical environments which we as individuals, our families, and our groups live in. I want to say and let you know that the Environmental Protection Agency describes environmental justice as the following. The fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people, regardless of race, ethnicity, income, national origin, or educational level with respect to the development, implementation, and enforcement of environmental laws, regulations, and policies. Fair treatment means that no population, due to policy or economic, economic dispowerment, is forced to bear a disproportionate burden of a negative human, health, or environmental impacts of pollution or other environmental consequences resulting from industrial, municipal, or commercial operations, or the execution of federal, state, local, or tribal programs and policies. But with that being said, the East County NAACP believes that the continued exploration of oil and gas here in Contra Costa County, in particular East Contra Costa County, is jeopardizing the health of the physical environment of its citizens. And especially unfairly jeopardizing the health and well-being of those citizens and families living in underserved communities. And I need you to understand that the laws and regulations that govern such exploration are at least 40 years old. And because those laws are outdated, those who profit from that exploration of oil and gas in this community appear to prey on them and use them to their advantage. Hence to the detriment of the health and welfare of the members of this community. And they bear none of the potential environmental harm to the communities in the surrounding neighborhoods from said operations. So as we wrap up these speeches, I want you to remember this, that we can stop the assault on the communities in this area, especially on the poor and disenfranchised, By taking a stand. We demand proper notification so we have adequate time to assimilate the issues affecting our clean air and water. So we have time to voice our concerns just like any other community in this county so we can hold our elected officials accountable and know that we can just demonstrate our displeasure or our pleasure at the ballot box in the future. If we do not get what we need, we need to let our voices make sure that our voices are heard. And I'm going to share this with you as my almost 90 year old mother has said, as a tax paying citizen, since she was a teenager, she like everyone else, has the right to be heard. The East County NACP, along with environmental justice, demands that the safeguarding of the environment in which the citizens and our youth of Contra Costa County live negates any oil and gas exploration here in Contra Costa County. We need a restart. Thank you.
0: All right, and now we'll hear from Elizabeth Ibarra from Climate or, <laughs> Youth v. Apocalypse.
11: Hi everyone I just want to say thank you again for being here because this is not only Contra Costa County's fight this is everyone's fight so it's important that we continue to stand together. So again my name is Izbeth Barra. I'm a part of Youth vs. Apocalypse and California Youth vs. Big Oil. <laughs> I live on Chichen Lonyland, land which many call Richmond, California and I'm here to talk about what it's like to live with with fossil fuel infrastructure, right by where people like us are trying to live, work, and play. When corporations are drilling for fossil fuels, they're literally digging for dead stuff that's millions of years old. Digging in the ground for dead things. How do we think that impacts us? They're digging deeper and deeper so that they can keep making profit in exchange for our right to breathe clean air. Scientists and health professionals continue to tell us and have been telling us for a long time, the health, sorry, they keep, scientists and health professionals have been telling us the damage that fossil fuel operations cause to our health and to our planet. Yet these corporations continue to threaten all of this every day that they continue to operate. We see it in my home of Richmond where the Chevron refinery flares constantly causes oil spills, and releases the most harmful pollutants that causes my community to have higher rates of cancer, asthma, and other respiratory illnesses. We see it in Kern County, who has been on the front line of this health and climate crisis. We see it in Martinez and in Rodeo. We see it all over California, where two million Californians live within one mile of fossil fuel infrastructure, a disproportionate amount whom are black and brown communities like mine. We see it all over the country, and we see it all over the world. I see my community suffer, my state burn, and hear how scientists describe our future. And it terrifies our entire generation every day. Fossil fuel extraction is causing climate destruction and is contributing to our generation's future being taken right from us. This is why we say no more drilling where we're living. No more drilling in Contra Costa and no more letting corporations get away with taking our futures right out of our hands. It's important that we continue to call it every time that we see it and that we start holding them accountable for all of the damage that they've caused to our soil, our water, our land, our lungs, and our futures. And it's important that we start working towards a future that is just and sustainable. A future where no one is treated as disposable because none of us are. It's time to imagine a future like we've never seen before and it's up to us to continue to stand together and make it happen. Thank you.
0: All right, I'd like to introduce a very special person to close off the rally. Can I get the warmest welcome for Shoshana
9: Wexler? I want to thank you all for being here today. I want to thank everybody who made this day as beautiful as it has been. It's not over yet. You know who you are. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You young warriors, all of you, absolutely magnificent. And while I've got the mic, I'd like to give a shout out to those California, state of California lawmakers and regulators and county lawmakers and regulators who have opened the door to expansion of fossil fuels in our beautiful Contra Costa County. I want to say to them, no more expansion of fossil fuels. No more drilling at whatever distance from human habitation. No compromise on how many feet away it should be set back. Come on now. We know that a half a mile is not adequate to really protect health. We know that two and a half mile setbacks are not adequate to protect health. Our best scientists have been working on this. They've been in fact commissioned by the state of California and that scientific panel told us the most health protective measure is no more oil and gas drilling, period. No more sacrifice of our communities, of our community's health, and the health of our environment, and quite frankly also, and you know I'm not being melodramatic here, the survival of the very human species that we all belong to, Our human family is in trouble. So, why are we making compromises? No. So, what's next? I know you've been listening to a lot of words. I want to keep it short. But there is a petition in circulation. There's already over 3,000 signatures on that petition. If you haven't signed it yet and I would especially love it if you are a Contra Costa resident and would sign it. Yes. You can do it here. If you haven't already, we have laptops set up at a table down there where you can actually directly sign that petition. The petition says to the county, no more fossil new fossil fuel drilling. Please phase out existing drilling and take care of those fossil fuel workers whose jobs are involved. They deserve a safety net, right? This is their struggle too. The reason this petition is important is because it gives us a means of staying in communication with you about next steps. And sorry kids, I'm talking about email, oops but you will receive emails about what the next steps are. And the next step regarding the county, we thought was gonna happen in two weeks, but the county is slippery. They tend not to announce things or they change up things and don't announce it. It keeps us on our toes, right? We love it. On May 11th now, they are going to be releasing their new oil and gas language in the general plan. What the heck is a general plan? The general plan is functions like a constitution. It sets the highest level policy terms, right? Our current general plan actually encourages oil and gas production, but it was written in 1990. That was a different world. That feels like three centuries ago, right? And the really sick thing, especially sick thing about that, was not only does it encourage oil and gas production, but the language says, to promote the feasibility of agricultural land. Say what? So the county is going to reform that language. I don't know this for sure. This is speculation. But it's very possible that they will say, oh, I guess, well, we we should... insist on setbacks. That petition says, uh, no, just prohibit it. And if you think, and they're worried about legalities, they're worried about lawsuits. Somebody who is present here could fire off one of those lawsuits. We're expecting it, and it makes the county nervous. Wealthy Contra Costa County, ooh, so afraid. LA County isn't afraid. LA County just banned oil and gas drilling. it's not an easy thing to do working on a fair just equitable transition for fossil fuel workers is not easy but they're going to take that on I mean let's let's show some love (laughs) all these thousands of miles away to LA right so there is that county meeting coming up we need to pack it So please sign that petition and we'll be able to communicate with you. There are also a number of groups that are present here who are tabling here, who have great communication apparatuses. Sign up for their newsletters, et cetera, et cetera. They will let you know what's up. And there probably will be more local action coming up soon. Um, There is a No Drilling in Brentwood uh, Brentwood Facebook page. Join if you like, good place for information. There we are, there's a lot more work to do and all I wanna say really is that what's important here is that the county has been accommodating for too long now special interests. And frankly, one special interest in particular at the expense of community health. And we say, none of that.
8: Um, I'm Alexi Lindeman. I'm also from Heritage. <laughs> I'm also from
11: Heritage High School, and um, I have been like reaching out to everyone, and everyone has come, and I am so thankful for all the youth groups, for all the adult groups, for all just the everyday people from coming out here and joining us in this fight. before we wrap this up, I want to ask everyone if we can all get a big group f- group photo on the hill over there. Pick up a sign, hold it, and then we're going to have some photos taken. And then I think... Anything else? Yeah. As you're, as you're going over there, Salam's going to
0: have some final remarks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, as you make your way to the post, um, to the hill, I'd like to thank those who made the art one more time. I'd like to thank David Solnit, Heritage Art Love, Project Climate, Deer Valley CSF, Deer Valley Art Club, Heritage Key Club, Liberty Key Club, and Freedom Key Club. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, Sustainable Leaders in Action, SLEA. They're the main organizers and I'm so proud of them sustainable contra costa sunflower alliance 350 bay area and contra costa and youth v apocalypse on my left you'll find some yard signs and some art feel free to take some home take some to your family share them with your friends and make sure you get on the hill and get in the picture it's going to be one for the books thank you guys so much again